Welcome to another podcast from your friends here at the World Football Insider. This is Javier Monet from Studio 5 of our headquarters in the city of Atlanta. And with me, two journalists perfectly qualified to talk about World Cup matters. I'm talking about, of course, Gerard Ferrick and Aaron Bauer. Gentlemen, welcome. And let's talk about Lionel Messi in Argentina. Because as bad as they looked against Croatia on Thursday, they still have a chance to qualify to the next round. The Argentines need to win next match against Nigeria on hope that Iceland does not beat Croatia by a few goals. Now, the question is, can the South Americans beat the Nigerian Super Eagles? And if not, should Messi, his coach Jorge Sampaoli, and their goalkeeper Willy Caballero be allowed back in their country? Gerard. Okay, that's just slightly harsh. <laughs> Only slightly, though. Uh, I, would, I would say this, and it comes from Ozzy Ardiales, who... Uh, famously won a World Cup for Argentina back in 1978. He says the Argentina team is, quote, the worst in their history, and that, quote, not even the best player in the world can make them competitive. So uh, that kind of sounds to me like he's giving Messi a pass, and I have to agree with that. I mean, Messi cannot win with the, the group of uh, also-rans and over-the-hill guys they have there. Argentina, as I said before this whole thing started, would be lucky to make the quarterfinals and would likely be out in the round of 16 just because they're the lack of talent. There is no talent there. There's hardly any talent there. I mean, when you have a guy, Mascherano, who's 35 years old and plays in China and he's supposed to be guarding some of the best uh, you know, strikers in the world, forget it. Forget it. So... Uh, not that the coach has not been at fault for not trying some younger players and changing things up a bit, but uh, if they get through, great. They'll get to the round of 16 and then get annihilated. All right, Aaron. So the question is, should Jorge Sampoli start seeking political asylum somewhere else? Uh, come on. I, come I, on. I'm going to come here with a, a blazing hot take, <laughs> and I think we need it, and, and I think someone's got to say it. Argentina will qualify. Assured, they will move on to the next round. They will beat Nigeria, and they're going to go. Mr. Bauer in the house. Yeah, unfortunately, they're going to run into France, but, you know, who who knows at that point what's going to happen. France haven't looked good in this tournament, so we don't know. I think Argentina will beat Nigeria. I think Croatia will beat Iceland. Croatia deservedly deserve uh, to be at the top of their group. And honestly... Yeah, this talk about Messi, he looked horrible against Croatia, and he needs to be criticized, and that team needs to be criticized. They're not together. No one is on the same page. But he looked good in the first game, and if they play without pressure and they let go of these preconceptions, they're going to move on, and once you get to the knockout round, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, Aaron, but I got two words for you. Ahmed Musa. <laughs> He's back. Scored two goals. He's our hero. Come on. Look, the office, uh, Musa. <laughs> the office may be in Musa mania mode right now. Um, it was a good game against Iceland. He came out and took the chances in the second half. But you have to remember, for 45 minutes, Iceland prevented Nigeria from having a single shot on goal. So let's not get too carried away with the Musa train. He has to stay in Leicester's lineup for him to go to Man United like you say he's going to. And right. I, it... Argentina is a better team than Iceland. Iceland managed to control them. I think Argentina is still a top eight team in this tournament, despite what Gerard will tell me. <laughs> I, uh, who knows? I, I think they're moving on, and I think they're going to surprise some people.
All right, Dr. Ferg, let me ask you simply, <laughs> what's wrong with Lionel Messi? Quite honestly, what's wrong with him? Why has he not shown up yet? Uh, that's a good question, because he really has not played very well. My answer would be that uh, he is not comfortable in whatever Argentina is trying to do on their team. I mean, I don't know what the coach is trying to do. I don't think the coach knows what he's trying to do. But obviously, Messi is the world's greatest player when he plays for Barcelona and he gets to play within that group and that style. And then I think he's, I don't think he's a one-trick pony where he's a system, if you want to call it a system guy. I think he could play in a lot of different systems. The problem is he's not being, he's not given a system. This is just 11 guys on a pitch kind of putting the ball here and there and not really having any plan. And he needs he needs some structure. I'm going to jump in here for a second and agree completely. Sampaoli needs to be fired the day this tournament is over. He needed to be fired at the end of last game just to save Messi and the rest of the squad from themselves. He is there's no direction. I'm a huge fan of his. I loved what he did at Chile. But I think he was good at punching above his weight, and with Argentina, he's been punching well below it, and that team needs a direction. If there's a set of instructions, Messi will execute it in a way that no one will ever see because he's the best ever. And frankly, I think they're going to move on in spite of the coach, not because of him. All right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's go from Argentina to Brazil, the other heavy favorite to win this World Cup that had to sweat bullets this Friday to beat Costa Rica in stoppage time. We saw Neymar drop a few tears, and the Brazilian team really relieved about, about owing again their own destiny. Are we expecting perhaps too much from Brazil, or should we just have learned by now that, especially in this World Cup, matches are simply going to be always tight? I, I think the latter. I think there's too much pressure on Neymar, and people will point out who follow this team that this, this team is not built around Neymar, and that's why it's built to succeed, and I would agree with them. But at the end of the day, Costa Rica has the best goalie possibly in the world with Kaylor Navas. He took them single-handedly to the quarterfinals of a World Cup four years ago when they didn't have as good a squad, and things opened up for them. Uh, Switzerland is a perennial team that's always on the bubble. They could make a quarterfinals as everything went their way in a round of 16. So those were two tough matches. I think Brazil will do well against Serbia. I think Brazil will do well in the knockout round. When things got tight, Brazil was always there. They were constantly battering down the pressure on a team that had no desire to try and score a goal. And they got two goals when they finally broke through the defense. And the, those two goals showed the talent that Brazil has. And I don't think we're asking too much for them to be the favorites. And they should win. Gerard, did you like Brazil? I think those two late goals where they, they got him at the death, I think you could just almost, I mean, you could almost literally feel the weight being lifted off their shoulders. Like, oh, thank God, we've survived. And now I think... I could see them on a hot run the rest of the tournament and make the final, no problem. I just, I think it was all, it was between the ears up until now. And now that they've shown that they can be, you know, go through that struggle and then come out the other side, I think they're off and running. All right. So finally, in the coming days, we will see again Germany, Colombia, and Spain, three teams that have more potential that they probably have shown so far. So do you agree with those who think that the real World Cup starts after the group stage, Gerard? 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Occasionally, you will have uh, a strange club or two get get out of the the group stage, but not very often. the The cream of the crop, generally speaking. Okay, I'm going to throw out 2002, where we had some some strange things happen in 2002. But for the most part, the the cream rises to the top, and maybe they won't win their groups, but the usual suspects are going to be there. Mr. Bauer. Yeah, I think the. We talk about surprises in the World Cup when they make the quarterfinals because the World Cup is essentially two different tournaments. You've got that three-game tournament to start in the group stage, and then you have the knockout round. And cream does rise to the top, but there are enough teams that can frustrate you because it's three games, and that's such a small sample size, and that can lead to some unpredictability. Now, once you get to the quarterfinals, you've gotten those strange, funky matchups of a good team finishing second in their group, having a tough... Um, round of 16 match, for example, we're on a collision course between Brazil and Germany, two teams that were expected to make the final playing in the round of 16. And that happens when a, a good team like Mexico, which is expected to challenge for a quarterfinal spot, happens to get a really good first game when teams are still feeling each other out. The draw is unpredictable. When you play teams matters. As the tournament goes on, teams tend to be playing their better. That's why I still think Argentina's in this, and that's why Brazil will ultimately win this tournament. All right, well, let's leave it here. Thanks, gentlemen. Your insights are always appreciated. For those of you who listen, you should know the message by now. We like your loyalty, but we expect you to follow us like you have, you have always been doing in our World Football Insider webpage and social media. This is Javier Monet saying ciao, ciao, and two last words for you, Ahmed Musa.